the Game Changer Real Estate Podcast, where we help agents get their first five deals. Well, hello there. It's Jennifer Henry, your host for the Game Changer Real Estate Podcast. I am back this week and this episode, as promised, with an amazing guest who I booked out as soon as I knew what my topic was going to be. Yes, sir. It is the one and only Ruben Garcia. Hello, Ruben. What's up? How are you, Jen? How are you? I'm doing great. As usual, I'm having an amazing day. Today's Friday, Friday. Oh, Even yeah. real estate, that doesn't really mean much. That's right. It's Friday. Friday. That's right. Well, so listen, for our audience, let me tell you a little bit about this dude, and then I'll let him introduce himself, too. Ruben and I met when he came on board at the Locker Room, which is a coaching and training company that we both work with. And the Locker Room also provides our training and coaching here at our brokerage at Game Changer Realty. So Ruben and I were working as consultants with that company, and that's where we met. And we just really clicked because he aligns with a lot of my philosophies about how to run a business, except he takes it to like this whole other level, which is why he's here today. And, you know, Rob, Ruben has this no nonsense approach to his schedule, <laughs> to his life, to the way he has built his life, to the intentionality that he lives his life with. And I also believe, and Ruben, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that even though you're super intentional and super successful and very goal oriented, you also, from my perspective, live a very full and fulfilling life. So is that true? Let's start there. Is that true? Do you feel like you have a fulfilling life, even though you have all this success too? No. No. (laughs) You're making me a liar, man. No, I mean, I think, you know, I think fulfillment for me is a, it's a jumping bean, right? Like, Mm. you know, once I feel like I am fulfilled and I'm in that place, then I start to feel like if I've reached this place, then I haven't really necessarily, and this is my own mind, by the way, I don't know if I've necessarily reached my potential then, right? Because if I've if I've made it here and I feel fulfilled, I made it. So that means there's something else past this in my own mind. I'm like, man, I'm here now. What? So basically, is it something that you chase forever? It's a journey forever that you never really touch. I mean, like hold on to, you touch, but you never really hold on to it but you're not meant to because that's what keeps you growing and the people around you growing and you always getting closer to your true potential, which I don't know if I will ever touch it. So in fulfillment, yes, there are times where I feel very fulfilled. I'm very, I'm very like blessed and grateful. Um, just living in a first world, like we did, I won't even go down that path, but like just how grateful we are. You see the earthquakes going, going on right now. Like I'm very grateful, but I don't know if I've reached, maybe I'm tying potential with uh, fulfillment. But I don't know if I've, I've reached full fulfillment yet. Well, so I hear you. And, <laughs> and coach. I know I hear you and you find fulfillment again. Don't let me put words in your mouth. You sure. find fulfillment in maximizing your potential. Mm, yes. I mean, if you didn't, you wouldn't do it. You'd be like, yeah. this, I'm happy with where I'm at. Yeah, and I find that the fun, the the some of the most fulfilling times are when I'm giving it all away. So if I'm speaking or if I'm in a mastermind, um, and I'm just giving away everything, and people really feel the value there, I think for me that's that's a pretty cool 
feeling. And I go, I, I go home super high, you know? Well, hopefully today after this podcast, you'll be super high too, because you're about to pour it out again, aren't you? That's right. Let's okay, go. Good. So I said, I wanted you to introduce yourself. We jumped right in because we have so many things to talk about. Will you give a um, intro, who you are, your family, where you're at, and all that good stuff for our audience today, please? Yeah, sure. So I, my uh, uh, title, I guess, I, I, what I say is I, I, I do real estate CIA. So coaching is the C. I is the investing part. So we do short-term rentals, long-term rentals, and the RV rental as well. And the A is the agent side of the business where we have 180-ish agents within our world right now. Um, And then I live in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and I have two daughters and a wife. So family man. You are a family man. I love that about you. You're also a health person. You're, you're always on a health journey. I've noticed this about you, a trend that I love that. I just love your health discipline. And for those of you that don't know, he loves acronyms, (laughs) so many cool acronyms, and he has some really awesome tattoos. I do. Yeah. 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 So touching on those three things, one, I used to be a, a chubby kid and, um, you know, I was like 200 and what, 20 or 30 pounds and it, like no muscle. And so eventually I started dating a girl that I thought was hot. And I was like, man, I got to compete, you know? And so I was like, I got to get in the gym and, and all the stuff. And this was years and years and years and years ago. So I just never, I'm always on that journey because I've been on the other side. I don't want to go back to the other side, you know? So it's, it's definitely more disciplined because I don't ever want to taste that ever again, you know? Um, and then what did you say? What did you say after? Oh, the acronyms. It's funny because like, I, yeah, I was like, I was thinking, man, what could be an acronym for Jen? Like before this, like J-E-N. And I, all I could think of was like joyful, empathy, and morality were like things that remind me of you. And I was trying to make it more of a sentence, but it's funny you said acronyms because I was trying to think like, man, what's that? What's a good acronym for Jen? You just, you just, you're an acronym master. I mean, you just have so many great acronyms. I take it. I receive it. You make me an acronym. I'll run with it. I'll market it. And I will give you the credit. I love it. I don't need the credit. It's it's a great way to remember. And I think the the acronym guy in you is the content creator. It's that value guy. You know, it's, it's, that's the part about me that connects with you is that you've had this life journey and you want to share that journey with others so that they can benefit from the things you've been through. And, and then you, then you create this content and you put it into acronyms and like, it's, it's an, it's your body of work. You know, it, it really is. I, and I love it. I think it's great. And I've seen it and I've witnessed it and I've been able to do different things with you where we get to serve <laughs> in that way together. So it's awesome. Now, Ruben, yeah. what I want to talk about, we've been talking this week or this month about wellness in real estate. You've been in real estate for how long now? Eight or nine years. Okay. You've seen it all, I'm sure, in that time frame, as far as the, the people that make it, the people that don't, the people that love it, the people that hate it, all that. Mm-hmm. What would you say is your where you are today, your relationship with real estate as it pertains to your family, your life, and your wellness? How Where yeah. are you at with that right now? Yeah, uh, now, right? Because it's a journey. Yes. Um, and I don't even know if I've made it at the end of this journey. Uh, and I was just meeting with a few of our agents yesterday. And I was just saying, when I got into real estate, I had zero love for real estate. It was a way out of my current situation. That's it. I didn't know what a fascia board was. I didn't know what molding was. I knew nothing about real estate, but I knew it could get me out of my situation. Uh, What it's done now is I'm in love with it. I love real estate uh, because of what it could do with somebody 
that just that it doesn't have much talent, but is willing to put in the work. And you get rewarded really well through through real estate. And the barrier of entry is is low, right? Like the, the amount of money, the the schooling, seventy five hours here in North Carolina, like that's nothing. That's nothing. And you don't have to have a college degree. So fast forward, you know where we're at now in terms of real estate. Real estate's uh, been something that has formed a bubble of security for us and our family. Uh, because as you know, my goal was to create something that um, I could die. I could die today and the family is still taken care of in terms of cash flow, right? Because when you become an entrepreneur, you don't have a 401k, you know, you don't have this. You have to build your own retirement plan. And I wasn't thinking that. I wasn't thinking that uh, just only three plus years ago, I really started thinking about that, challenged by the people that I surround myself with to start pushing and thinking about it. And it's been uh, rewarding because I can die. I don't want to die. Don't die. I don't want to die. But it's been built now only through real estate that I could step back truly and the, the family would be taken care of um, during if, if something were to happen to me. Yeah, I love that. And that is that is part of the journey that you've shared with me. I don't know how comfortable you are sharing that the way that you built your career with that as the end in mind. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. Ask me anything, because if you're asking it, that means somebody may be out there needed to hear it at this time. Right. So how selfish would I be? So, no, it's all good. Just just throw any questions at me. So, yeah, I mean, about three plus years ago, I was uh, at a Grand Card. You know, Grand Cardone? Yep. I was at his event in Florida, Miami, Florida. And somebody in the audience was like asking me about my business and all of this. And at that time, I was still working with the locker room. I had like 52 coaching clients or something like that. Thought I was the man. Thought I was the man. And he was like, cool. What would happen if your plane went down on the way home? I was like, well, I guess I would die. He was like, oh, yeah, you would die. You would die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what would happen to the cash flow that's coming into your family now? And I was like, it would die because it's an active business. Coaching is very, very active. You have to be there. That's how you're going to get paid. And he, he kind of leaned in and he was like, and you call yourself a father and a husband? Wow. That's harsh. I was like, oh, shut to the heart. I'm not kidding. But I needed it. And he was right. And that day, because, and I don't know if you know this, I used to be the um, vice president of business development within the locker room. And that day, because Jake was there too, that day I told him stepping out of the locker room and I need to focus on passive. It became this huge aha. And not only that, I thought I put in play to leave my current brokerage at the time, which I ended up leaving because of it. A lot folded and imploded on me to only focus on creating passive because, oh, by the way, raise your hand if you know the day that you're going to die right? Nobody knows. Nobody knows when that day is going to come up. And you shared your story and, and you were on top of the world, literally on top of a cliff. And then days later or whatever it was, you found out. And it's just like, man, you never know. I can get hit by a car. You got again these earthquakes. And it's like, I was never prepared. And I'm glad that guy basically chin checked me and, 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 and challenged my belief and, and what I thought was success was and what I thought a husband and a father was. And I've been on that ride ever since. And I've ran everything through that filter of will this survive and can it run without me, period. And real estate's been a, a huge part of that in terms of investing. Yeah. Well, and so for anyone hearing this today, remember, this has been a three-year journey Ruben's been on. I've known you for two of those three years, probably. Yeah. And it, you have never faltered. That has been your filter. That has been your mantra. 
that has been your guiding light for every decision you make. And I respect the heck out of that because it means you're not just on default doing your real estate business. You have to be very intentional. So what changes have occurred? You said you changed your brokerage. You stepped down from a position that you had at the locker room. What other intentional changes have you had to make in order to build what it is that your heart desired for your life and your family? That's a great question. So I think one big thing that has changed is when opportunity fell in my lap that created cash flow, I didn't find the reason why I couldn't make it happen. It only I only focused on how we needed to make it happen. Not how I could, but now nah, it needs to happen. I would say that, man, because we would get, we had investment properties that would pop up and I'm like, mm, mm, this thing, this thing's gonna take a lot of work and da, 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 da. And then this person pops up and is like, dude, all right, cool. Go ahead and die tomorrow. Make sure you don't buy this asset. Make sure you don't have the cash flow. Make sure that your family suffers. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm just gonna go. So it became high intensity pressure and purpose to align with every opportunity that came with cash flow. That was probably the biggest thing, the biggest thing. I also started to cut who I surrounded myself with and it became a very quality uh, type of mindset. And, and these people were still after passive as well. So it became, again, like a pressure cooker of multipliers that pushed you to hit these certain goals. And, and I'm telling you, man, and it really started to form me to the person I am today. It became such a high accountability group, which we built this too. You remember like when we had our thing going at the locker room, but it was so high accountability that there were no excuses. There was no whining. There was no crying. There wasn't, there's not enough time. There wasn't, there wasn't enough money. There was not, there, you couldn't, if you did, basically the accountability group was great. Don't show up next time. We do this once a month. Don't show up. You, you've already quit on yourself. You're going to quit on us. Go somewhere else. And it was so, like, it was so intense, but that's what we all needed. And we all like really created something pretty beautiful and pretty cool. And in, in, in a year, we hit goal in a year. That's amazing. Yeah. So people that are listening might be new in real estate and might be aspiring to something like this one day, Ruben, for a new person getting into real estate now, or maybe even restarting or rebooting, which we've all had to do at some point in our careers. What would you say is your best advice for how to position yourself to be intentional and, and to be able to set yourself up for the things that you want? Uh, you know, a few things, a lot of things actually come into play, but I think if I were going to pull out something, it'd be the PC, right? It's an acronym. Um, that was born. That was born out of that accountability group, which was, if you say you want to do this, fantastic, right? Um, Even if you don't have love for it, but you know it could get you out of your current situation, fantastic. PC, meaning promise somebody else that you're going to do what you said you're going to do. Not yourself. You've already let yourself down a billion times. It's time to stop and find somebody who can hold you accountable um, not your, it, it may not be your loved ones. It may be somebody, you, you need to find somebody who care less about your feelings. Ultimately, you guys have a goal, you have a vision. That's all they need to know. And they will hold you to the fire. They'll make you feel bad. They'll make you cry. These are the type of people you need to find, right? For me, that's what we needed to find was you need to make a promise to somebody on when you're, or, or uh, what you're going to get done. The C is the calendar. 
So once you make a promise to Jen that you're going to get something done, now you need to tell Jen when you're going to get it done by. It's going to be next week at 3 p.m. I'm going to get this item done. And you and it there there that right there for me was huge in the beginning of real estate to where we're at now. We I've always made a commitment to somebody else. Um, either my family, and it's all, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of always been because I was a single father at first, which was the commitment was to my daughter. My young, my oldest daughter was like, man, I just want to get us out of this current situation. So what am I going to do? Apologize to her that I didn't put in the work. And then the C was the calendar. When are we going to get this done by? So a PC, um, I think will help. There's a lot more, there's many other tools and systems, but that's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that because you are one of the most accountable people I've ever met by accountable guys that are listening, guys and girls. I mean, this is a guy that when he says he's going to do it, first of all, he will ask you 17 questions about it before he commits because he, he knows, he knows that if he commits, he's going to be accountable to himself, which is a pretty strong commitment he's made. And then he's going to be accountable to whoever else. So he'll ask questions and uh, make sure that it fits inside of the world that he's created for himself. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, I've asked you to do things and I've, let me, let me, you know, you, you ask the questions and so forth. And then this guy will fight, well, he will be accountable. And if he, he'll give you updates and he'll say, here's where I'm at with it. And, and this is high, high, high accountability. So how important is accountability, Ruben, to someone who wants to succeed in a real estate career? Well, I mean, I would ask that person how much they value their own name, because I remember when I was at UPS, you know, there was somebody who got me this job at UPS at 18 years old. And I wanted to put in the work because I knew my work had my name on it. Everything I touched had my name on it. So, uh, you know, do you want to be, cause you're going to have a reputation, right? It's going to be good or bad. And, and you have, the good thing is, is you have the, the, um, the access to make it, to make it whatever you want to make it. Accountability will help with that though, right? Like, when you do commit to something, you say that you're going to do it. Not only does accountability ensure that you're going to get that done. By the way, if again, if you care, there's so many people who could care less, right? About and more and more than I'm even finding out lately. I'm just like, oh my gosh! But like, so many people will commit to things and, and could care less. That what they'll do is they'll find a reason why they couldn't do it, or they'll blame somebody else. They'll never take extreme ownership of where they're at or what the action they took. Never. It's never their fault. It's always somebody else. It's the weather. It's this or that. So first they have to realize like everything they touch has their name on it, everything. So if you could embrace that, understand that and and level that up, it's going to be a little bit easier to bring somebody in to hold you accountable because you're, you're, you're kind of afraid to have a, a, a bad asterisk, asterisk next to your name. Thank you. Well, you know, that's funny. You say that. And I was sitting here thinking when you were talking about your PC, I was thinking, I feel the same way. If I give somebody my word, it devastates me to not mm-hmm. complete that, like devastates me. And I wonder sometimes where that, where that came from. I was taught, I was raised in a really strict family. I was raised right. with high responsibility. You do what you say, you do it well. And if you don't do it well, you go back and you do it again and you leave it better than the way you found it. Like that's how yeah. I was raised. Right. I was listening to you and I was thinking, I actually thought to myself, the Ruben is accountable because he cares about his reputation. Big time. And then you said that. And so those of you hearing this, hear hear this. Here's where, here's where I'm going to land with this because this is the next thought that came to my mind. The same people, and I'm not pointing fingers at anybody listening. So if you're feeling some kind of way, 
Or maybe you are. Maybe they need to hear it. Well, that's true. Maybe they do need to hear it. You're right. Hmm. Listen, from two very accountable people who who are achieving the things that we want in our lives. I mean, I'm not going to be ashamed of that. I achieve what I want. I achieve what I take responsibility for. Here's Here's my challenge with people that do not value their reputation. And say you don't care. Say you're like, you know, I don't really care if that person sees me as someone who doesn't keep my word. That would devastate me. I would lose a ton of respect for you. But if that's okay with you, fine. That's your world, whatever. But here's my challenge. The same person that doesn't care that they keep their word is the same person that wants to sell 25 sales next year. The same Uh person that wants people to look at them on Facebook and go, man, they're a great real estate agent, man, they're this man, they're that the same person who wants the accolades, who wants the fame and who wants the influence. You know, these are, these are real estate agents who get into this business, who want business. And the only way you have business is you follow through and you do what you say you're going to do. Like, there's no way to build this without that. So what do you want? So what do you want? So you've got to recognize that if you don't care about your reputation between you and me, you're also not caring about your reputation with anyone else because how you show up here is how you're showing up everywhere. Yeah, there, you know, there, it gets, yes, absolutely. It gets so intense too because you'll find conversations that align with that vision, right? And one of the conversations growing up in real estate was how you do anything is how you do everything. And, right. and I will ball up a piece of paper and, and throw it away and it misses and it hits the ground. And it's like, how you do everything? How you do anything? How you do. So I got to pick it up and throw it away, right? And I'm looking at people who push in the grocery carts yep. and just leave it. And, and somewhere in the parking lot, I'm like, how you do anything is how you do everything, right? Like there's a bunch of little things throughout the whole day, throughout the whole month, throughout the whole year that you have to do that sharpens that skill that eventually will move into real estate, but also your personal life. But how you do anything is how you do everything. And I definitely live by that for sure. Well, if we take that example of throwing that piece of paper or leaving the shopping cart, okay, if you take that example and how it shows up in a real estate career is no different than taking your time and balling it up and throwing it. If it doesn't hit the trash, no big deal. I mean, it's because time, I mean, it, it's, it's how you do anything is how you do everything. And I, I follow that philosophy too. It's how I, it's how I keep my space. It's, <laughs> how I show up for uh, uh, early to appointments. And again, I don't have this all figured out, Ruben. I'm certainly not perfect. Same, 100%. I mean, I've let people down, okay? Let's just be honest. And there have been times I have not done what I said I was going to do, but here's how I respond to that. I say, I am letting you down. I know that I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. And I'm not going to make any excuses for it. I've overcommitted. And I'm simply not able to complete the task that I said I was going to complete. And it usually, it probably takes me a lot to get there to say that, but that's, yeah. where, that's where I have to land. In fact, right now in this exact moment, I don't know if my sister is listening. She listens to my podcast, but she and I are working on a project together and I've already let her down twice on this project. Now I made a commitment to get this done by the end of this month and that I would send her updates. So now I'm on the hook. And I told her at the end of this month, if it's not done, that she can officially call me a loser, which to me... <laughs> can't even fathom somebody calling me a loser. Like that would be like devastating to me. Well, how about this? How about I text you the 30th or 31st to see if and where you're at with this project. Hopefully you text me done. If not on the 1st of March, I, do I have the permission to also start to label you as a loser? I cannot handle that, Ruben. (laughs) Listen, my sister will love me no matter what. You, 
you call me a loser. I cannot deal with that. So I'll reject I, your I, phone I, calls. I won't. I'll drop I, it off. I accept it. Okay. So you will never take my call. Okay. Done. <laughs> and by the way, there are only 28 days this month. So don't call me on the 31st. 28. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I don't know what, look, yeah. I live in an alternate universe, man. I'm still trying to figure this out. Okay. Well, that, that's a great segue. And I know we're, we're bumping up on time, but this is such a great conversation. I'm gonna keep going here. You got a minute? I have, by the way, I blocked an hour. I mean, not saying you go, you're going to go that long, but. Okay, okay. good. Well, we're just going to keep rolling with this. Cause I got more stuff I want to talk to you about. Sure. Since we're talking about time, let's, let's, let's park accountability for a minute. Okay. Cause that's a, that's a heavy subject for some people, but all the same, you need to know it. Okay. Let's talk about time. You're also a, a person who runs a very rigid schedule rigid by normal standards. I know to you, it feels probably pretty normal, but by normal standards is pretty rigid. So can you talk to the world about how you view time, how you run your day? Yeah. Yeah. One, I'd want to know what normal even is. Uh, in normal terms of, is not a schedule. Normal is just, you get up and you just do whatever the day throws at you. I think that's mainstream. That's what most people do. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and you said this, oh man, when you say, oh, on, on Be More Training, you said Ruben finds freedom and structure. And that's true to me. So I do run a very structured type of schedule, but I find that there's freedom in it for me. I know I'm more confident. I know what I'm going to do, who I'm meeting with, what I'm, we're going to talk about. We're, we're, I'm very, very, very structured. So I wake up at four or four 30 in the morning Four if I'm studying something, which I am now. So I'm waking up at four, four 30, if I'm not. So four 30, I wake up and I run my Corvette. C-V-E-T-T, right? Here you go. Okay. Yeah. So I look at my calendar. What am I doing for today? I check my voicemail just in case I missed something that I need to address. Email, text messages, same deal. And then the last is text or a task, which is follow-ups within our database. So then I go into my database. So about five o'clock, I go into my database and I start setting up the follow-ups. We have about 50 follow-ups we run a day. So at six o'clock, it takes about an hour to set them all up. I'm done. So at six o'clock, I'm done. Six o'clock, I start making breakfast for my youngest. She's four. Um, I start putting that together. 6.15, I go in and I turn on her light, um, along with the bathroom lights, just brighter. <laughs> um, and I, I, I kind of shake her and like, hey, would you like to get up? And she's like, no, every morning, right? And I'm like, cool, would you like for me to make you breakfast? I've already made her breakfast, but I'm giving her 15 minutes to kind of roll around and get in the mentality of waking up. 6.30, I wake her up. Uh, pee, all the good stuff. She's four years old. So we, we do all that. And then we leave the bedroom and we go into, we leave there, we feed the dog, we set the lights, we sit down, we read a book, we do our secret handshake. We have a little pledge that we do. Um, and then, uh, which I could tell I could say, so this is a pledge I made a while back when I spoke in front of an elementary school, which is chins up high, proud we stand. For dreams I'll reach, yes, I can. We shake a hand to make a deal that I won't give up on a dream turned real. And she says that every morning. Oh, um, yeah. Goosebumps. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, love that so much. I got a, I got a day. I got one for the end of the day too, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll send you that. But we do that, read a book, and then she does exercise in the morning. So there's Sweat Kids TV for anybody who's got YouTube. We turn that on. She does a workout. After that, she'll eat breakfast. From there, it's kind of a switch off because my wife went to the gym in the morning and now she's kind of coming home, taking a shower, all of that. So about 7.15, she's done with breakfast. We're done with everything. 
And then I go brush her teeth. And then my wife takes over, does hair, and she's going to end up taking her to school. At 7.30, I hit all, send on all the text messages, run that to 8. At 8, I leave and go to the gym. And I start all my appointments at 11 a.m. So uh, podcast or any other appointments run from 11 to about 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. And then it's family time. And we do that Monday through Friday. Um, Saturdays are family time. So. So when I said structured, I, I hope you guys understood. That's what I meant. And I can count on Ruben doing exactly what he said. I've actually been a person that's received a text message from him in one of his follow ups. <laughs> Ruben is, a, is the guy that doesn't answer his calls. Let's talk about that for a second, Ruben. I, I want to hear about how you, when you, when you get a phone call, I want to hear about how you handle phone calls and text messages that come in throughout the day. So I used to be the CEO of a Keller Williams office. Um, had about, what, like 130 agents or something like that. Broke all time. I didn't. The team and the agents and everyone broke all time records every single month. Um, we started a productivity coaching program, bringing in the locker room. And we bumped against the system that was that was, um, and, yeah. And we did it all. We 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 did really well. I say that to say I didn't pick up my phone one time. So I keep my phone on silent. It doesn't buzz. It doesn't make music. Doesn't do light shows. It doesn't do anything. Um, and so if somebody calls, I'm not going to know it unless I'm on my phone because I should know what I'm doing, who I'm doing this activity with what we're talking about and everything, it should already be plugged into the, the schedule or the uh, the day. Now, if somebody does call and I see it, I will reject it with one of three text messages. I'm on the phone. Is there anything I can answer through text? I'm in a meeting. Is there anything I can answer through text? I'm with my family. Is there anything I can answer through text? Now, they will text you what they want. You can answer right back to them through text, which scales a lot more time back into your life. If they say, hey, for people that are watching this, like you, this is what you do to me. Um, for people who say, can you call me? I say, sure. What would you like to chat about? So that way I'm better prepared. Then they tell you what they want to talk about. And then you just answer it through text. Or you need to pass it to somebody who can answer the, that question a lot better than you could. That scales an extreme amount of time back into my life. Um, and I've been doing that for years. And we've done just fine with it. You just have to build that standard within your own world and actually try it. And be accountable to it. And it's worked. I run this myself. I'm rare to answer a call because it usually interrupts the time block, which I never want to put relationships beef after my schedule, but I recognize that a schedule is my relationships mm -hmm. because when I get done what I need to get done, I'm much more present for my people. I'm much better leader. I'm a much better wife. I'm a much better mom. When I have been interrupted 17 times, I'm frazzled and I don't show up as well. So for me, time management is relationships. It is protecting the people that I love from the worst of me because the worst yeah. of me is the one that gets pulled in 28 directions and it's just, it's exhausting, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, and, and Ruben is, is that guy. Now, Ruben, there was one time that I called you and you answered and I was shocked. I was like, you answered. And you're like, well, I just happened to be looking at my phone. It made me feel special. We were also building something at the time, you yeah. know, and like yeah. there, there was a, there, yeah. So I, I felt, and you, you were like just who you are, especially in that moment with the group of people we had, it was probably very important. You know what I mean? And it wasn't going to be, Hey, just wanted to check up and how's 
how's the weather? And is the grass green over there? Like it wasn't going to be that. It was going to be this intentional three minute thing. And then I was going to be right back off the phone. You know who you can answer a call from and who you can't. We know those people, you know, and if you're listening and you're calling a high productive person who has a scheduled time block, number one, if you call, expect to get a text. Number two, if they do answer, get to the point. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll say this too, you know, and if two things, if you, if you, if you ask them for help and they give it to you, if it's a book, if it's a podcast, what I want you to do is reach back out to that person. As soon as you're one, tell PC, promise them you're going to get it done at a certain time, get it done at that time, and then send them a summary of what you learned. They will keep pouring into you. But if they find that you just are taker and you don't take anything serious, they will cut you off so serious so quickly. The second thing is if they make an appointment with you, appointment with you, stick to it. I had somebody today um, text them this morning. Hey, are we still on? Like I always do. And they said, uh, uh, no, I'm busy. And I said, great. Take my phone, take my number out of your phone. Yeah. And that was it. And she was like, well, I can't control this and this and this. And I was like, you can control whatever you desire to control. And if you allow outside forces to constantly push you around, you're never going to go. You're never going to get ahead. Take my number out of your phone. So it's a, but, but if I keep saying yes to people like that, I'm going to say no to people like you, which is ridiculous. So that was just my opportunity to hold a standard is yeah. what it is. I say no to you and I'll say yes to more gins and bring more gins into my world and, and, and create this multiplying effect, energy, everything. And, and I think that's a lot more powerful. And, and I can 10x my results with you more than I can with somebody who is just going to allow the world to shove them around. Yeah. Well, you, you run, you run with winners, Ruben. And it's an honor to be in that world with you where we, we know what we want. We're moving forward. And, and that's why I wanted you to be here today because I wanted everyone to hear about a person who, uh, who, and from a male perspective, because a lot of mine is a female perspective and a male perspective is someone who's running a pretty tight ship, but still get super quality time with his daughter super quality time with his family. And I've been on retreats with Ruben where Ruben wasn't all work. Ruben was a ton of play and Ruben <laughs> was funny. And Ruben is a great guy to play board games with and like has fun. And Ruben will walk, walk you, you know, cause we've, we've gone on retreats where we've had to walk back to wherever we were staying together and just has great conversations and just loves, loves those moments and is very present in those moments. And I think that that's how you've afforded yourself the ability to do that. So I thank you for that to, to have given that aspect of you. So this strict discipline that you have, isn't always easy. I'm sure. Well, maybe now, now that you're used to it, but in the beginning, did it feel funny? Well, it started by the way, everything is not everything. I would say most started from what, what my output was, was affecting someone else. And this is how it started, right? Is my not having a calendar was affecting my oldest daughter, right? Because I was a single dad, going to school, working at UPS, trying to make real estate work. And then with the, I had her at three weeks old to myself. So it's like doctor appointments, like the whole thing. Well, how are you gonna make all that work if you don't have a schedule, right? So I was forced into that. Um, Also, I got a lot better at like food and stuff because I was like, man, now I'm feeding her. So it's always been like, I bettered myself because of the impact it could do for somebody else. And that's how it was built. I, I started off with a piece of paper, put in all the doctor appointments, all the cool things that Fayetteville has going on that are free because I was on welfare at the time. 
um, all the free activities that we could do, the library stuff, all that went in first, then UPS and then all everything else. Just as you, if you, as you just heard my schedule, the reason why I wake up so early is so I can have time with my daughter. So I could do the breakfast thing, the reading the book thing, the, 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 all that before my day starts. So it's, it's always, that's how it started on paper with my oldest. It's just transformed. And honestly, surrounding myself with other people who did the same gave me permission to do it in my own world. Love that. You always have permission with me because I respect it very much. So I respect people that run a schedule and that tell me they can't see me for three weeks. I respect people that would cancel on, would, would, would say, take my number out of your phone. If I stood you up for something like that, I could respect that. It would hurt, but I'd respect that. Yeah. Um, Ruben, I want to ask you, what is your take on physical health as it pertains to success in real estate and success in your, in your world, your physical health. Again, it's like, who does it, who is it really affecting? Right? Like I want to be a, one of my workouts today. So I did core today, right? One of the workouts is I have a 75 pound dumbbell. I'm doing like a, uh, Oh man, was it called a plank? And I'm grabbing the dumbbell and I'm pulling it and I'm pushing it and I'm pulling it while I'm plank. In my mind, I'm pulling my kid or my wife out of a car that is like been flipped upside down. So it's like the reason you get in like physical. So I'm not a bodybuilder. I, I do functional workouts, right? Like functional, functional, all functional. And the reason for that is I would die is a car flipped over cars on fire, house on fire. And I didn't have the strength or I wasn't healthy enough to pull my family out and they died or it was a long, painful death through fire, like, because I, I made sure I wasn't healthy enough is re- that it saddens me just thinking about it. So it's like, I'll just make sure that wasn't, that won't happen. I'm going to eat most of the time, the cleanest food I can eat. And I'm also going to work out and, and my workouts are going to be pull-ups and, and pulling the, the, that, that barbell or dumbbell or whatever I just said. Kettlebell. Um, yeah. The kettlebell. Yes, exactly. So it, to me, it's everything, but it's because it can affect literally the life of somebody else. And if it's not my family, maybe it's you, you know, maybe we're in traffic and you get in a car wreck and maybe I'm there. Right. And, or somebody like me and, and thank God they've taken care of themselves so they can save you. Right. That's, that's kind of the point is that we can live longer. One, that means we can surround ourselves with our family and the loved ones for a longer time, but also in the time of need, we're healthy enough to help them. And I think that's a, that's the point. Well, if that ever happens, don't ever want it to happen. I wouldn't mind you being there to rescue me out of that. <laughs> I know you've taken care of yourself. That's special. Yeah, man, okay. that would kill me, dude. That would kill me if I wasn't healthy enough to pull my four-year-old yeah. out of a fire. That's it's, yeah. it's just unbelievable. I've actually done core workouts with you where you said stuff like that. You're like, imagine you're saving your family right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we'll, we'll continue to do it even on our uh, retreats and stuff that we go to, you know, it's, pull, pull up a hit on, on YouTube and just keep it going. Well, you never in know. In all fairness, Ruben did yoga. I asked him to do yoga. He asked me to do core. I did core with him. He did yoga with me and he did a great job. <laughs> well, fun. thank you. Yeah. Thank See, you. Denise, Ruben is a fun guy. He He's structured and he's successful and he's fun and he makes time for what really matters to him. And I really believe Ruben just as a witness to your life that that shows up in a really big, mighty way. And I know that you're just on the journey and that it's just going to keep getting better for you. 
Is there anything else? I could talk to you all day long about this. I said the same thing to Monica because she was on last week. Is there anything else that we might not have touched on that you feel our audience needs to hear when it comes to just being well and making intentional decisions about your life? Anything else? Uh, I, I mean, I guess I want to say if anybody's listening to this and thinking I'm some type of superhero, um, definitely not. Uh, I'm not a smart dude. I, and and I, honestly, that's where acronyms came into play is to help me remember things. But anybody could do this. You just, you know, when I figured out that I needed to get out of this and maybe this helps this person who's listening to this. I cut cable. I turned off all the cable. Every TV in my house and every mirror had a quote that said, you know, basically do better. You suck today, um, basically. And I wrote on all my clocks. It's time to get to work. It was. It didn't matter what time it was. So anybody could do it as long as you put in the effort every minute of the day and you and you eat it, you breathe it. You can do anything man. you can do anything and surround yourself with the right people, even if you're in a bad neighborhood or whatever. And you don't think you have good people around you. Turn on freaking YouTube and download some audible books. You can surround yourself with whoever you want to. It's exactly what I did. So you can make the, the world and the universe bend in your favor, but you just have to put in the effort to do so. So I, just, I guess I want to leave it at that. Like, I'm not superhuman. No one is, man. Like, anybody can do this stuff. Reach out to me. I'll hold your butt accountable. Reach out to Jen. You know, like, that. I guess I would just say that is like, you can do it. Just put in the effort. I promise you the effort, the, the universe will bend in your favor. Well, and I don't know whoever's listening here today, but I know this. If you're listening, you're alive. And if you're alive, you have a purpose. And if you have a purpose, you're worth it. And that's... Mm-hmm. That's it. And you're worth it. There is nothing you could have done or not done to not be worth the very best version of you in this world and on this earth. So do 100%. the best you can every single day. Yes. And it's been such a pleasure. Will you come back another time? We can talk some more. All day. All day. All right, good. I'll make sure I get on your schedule. Hey, how can our people find you? What if Where, where are you out there in the socials that we can find you? Uh, proven by Ruben, R-U-B-E-N, everywhere. So LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, all the places, Facebook. But I mostly speak through Instagram. So hit me up there if you want to talk. Um, and I would love to keep growing my YouTube channel. So go there. We're constantly dropping value. I'd, I'd love, I don't know how this looks, but I'd love to get a recording and maybe I could drop it there too. But I'm constantly dropping all kinds of cool stuff there. But if you want to talk, then... and, and just know there'll be accountability behind it, but if oh, you want yeah, to talk, buddy. don't talk stand to him up. Don't stand him up. Be early to your appointment. Know what you're going to talk <laughs> about. Be concise and make sure you do the PC. Cause I'm going to do the same thing. You know, I'm not asking that from you and just, it's a, it's, it's vice versa, man. I'm, I'm going to bring to you my hundred percent too. That's awesome. Hey, just for those of us that are on YouTube that can see this, are you wearing your proven by Ruben shirt? I am proven by Ruben. Oh yeah. I should have just held this up. Right. (laughs) That's all right. I just, I love it. I want to make sure you guys can see what, what do you say? Proven by Ruben. All right. Let's prove it. Ruben. What do you say? Let's go. All right. Well, thank you so much for giving up your time to myself and our listeners and our audience and our viewers and everybody out there today that gets to be graced with your wisdom. So thank you so much. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Always. Guys, I really appreciate those of you that continue to come back here. You know, every Tuesday, we're going to drop a new episode on our podcast. Next week, I'm going to be interviewing Melissa Cruz, who is also no joke when it comes to how she runs her life and her family and her kids and does all the things that she does. So please come back and listen next week. And until then, enjoy your life. Live it with intention. Be like Ruben and uh, watch what happens. All right, Be we'll like Melissa.
be like Melissa too, because we hired her to hold our agents accountable. Melissa's a rock star. That's right. That's absolutely right. Melissa's and, and Monica too. Monica does the same thing. The one that she was, she was on our episode last month. So last week, if you haven't heard that pop over there. So well, anyway, guys, we got all kinds of stuff here for you. So again, take care everybody. And we will see you at the next one. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our library of great resources for you at gamechangerrealty.com.